That was the most poorly timed burp of all time, Chris. That's disgusting. Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That's Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geep. Geep? Geek? Geek? Geep? What the heck is I don't a know geep? what a geep is. I was trying to... The Objective Belcher. The Belt-Jective Geep. Or whatever. I, see, I messed it up again. Uh, long story short, that was totally Chris. That wouldn't be... Welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. Very excited about today's episode because we... Got our uh, Famous People review copies. The only famous people can get. Definitely not just by sending an email saying, asking politely. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with that. Uh, of the legacy of Yang Chin. And we both finished it. And so today we are going to do a spoiler free review. Now we might have like some light content. But there will be no spoilers of anything that will ruin your experience. And I would say in this book there's a few places where that plays a pretty big role and i'm not a huge i usually don't care that much about spoilers but there's a few places in this book where you're just not supposed to know things until a certain point so um, that is true so yeah no spoilers in this one next i'm gonna say two weeks most likely we will split up a much bigger much more detailed totally full of all the spoilers review that'll be the next two weeks but not this one chris not this one how you been though before we get started before we dive in Feeling great, despite the freaking somber conversation I brought in. Just content, I need to eating his ice cream, get. talking about depressing stuff, and you know what? Hey, <laughs> there is no bad time. Yeah. There is no bad time I'm to not... remind you that you are worth it. And if you're going through things, find somebody to talk to about it, and don't bottle it up inside, Chris. Actually, I, I should clarify. I am not depressed in Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just that the random things that I was talking about was some very depressing stuff. I was uh, like, Chris, pick yeah. a topic. And he's like, mm, what can I do to depress Sean? No. Uh... <laughs> but it first started off very nicely talking about uh, um, great white women who black people love. It did start in a fun place. It started very innocently. I don't know how it evolved to the other stuff. Um. Also, I've got anyway. a list of a couple bands <laughs> that I have to go listen to now. Yeah. Bobby Caldwell, Paramore. Paramore. I keep wanting to say Pantera. I'm like, what is he talking about? I know Pantera. No, I'm curious. Pantera. Paramore. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> I'm curious if Theo likes Paramore. That would if he... that would solidify, and he's would that solidify <laughs> his, the, his... that black people love Paramore. Well, in music is his, you know, is his, yeah. is his lifestyle. It is his income uh, to some degree. So I would, yeah, that would be a neat opinion to have. Theo, holler at us. Do you like Paramore? We're curious. It's for science. <laughs> anyway, uh, check on your loved ones. Tell them you love them. <laughs> um, don't bottle your feelings up. Talk about them to people. Chris, other than that, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Do you know who Bobby Caldwell is? I know you do. Gotta know. I hope you know. Anyway, I'm doing great. Uh, doing good. My daughter has a birthday party tomorrow. I should have some family in. And I, I, I kind of not nervous, but I'm just like I, I, I don't like planning things in events. It's not and nerves. It's just that kind of light family anxiety where you like, is the house kind of clean? Is everything yeah. to like? Visitor standard. Yeah, but no, everything's great. Sean, how are you? Um, I had a 
I had a pretty difficult day today for kind of a lot of random reasons. Nothing worth going into detail about, but uh, this weekend should be a lot of fun. Got like a neat date night with me and my wife never go. We live in Kansas City, quote unquote. We never go Mm -hmm. to Kansas City. So tomorrow night we're going to go just like downtown and spend the evening downtown and stuff together. Nice. uh, Busy season at both of our jobs. So, you know, just like a busy couple weeks. So very excited for A, to talk about this book. Been looking forward to this since I finished it yesterday. And B, for a fun one. I was about to, was about to get more somber. Like, why Why is this time of, of season busy for Heather? Is there a certain uh, peak with with a certain age demographic dying or there, something? Or There are different peaks. There's a planning peak, which is usually uh, like January. Right, like people talk okay. with their relatives over Christmas, like, "Hey, you gotta die someday. You better figure that out." So mm. January is like a planning peak, uh, and then the actual passing away usually coincides with temperature extremes, um, more so in the winter, but still in the summer. Also, that's a weird looking bug on my wall. Mm-hmm. I don't like that bug. Get out of here, bug. You. So. Video today. Uh, on the flip side of death, so in my life, I ran came across a video today about like. <laughs> it was like it, this person does videos for every month for people's birthdays. So, hey, happy birthday! It's May. Happy birthday, May people! And the some, the some, some they sing a song about May. And I came across one that was August. Happy birthday, August people! Don't know why, but your <laughs> your parents are really like going around Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Like this is like August for some reason is the the highest month of births. And then I've felt attacked because uh, two of my kids' birthdays are in August. You know, you'd think after Thanksgiving, <laughs> you'd be too full to do anything. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Heather and I have tried to... We we have always kept an interest in when we get calls about foster kids, which... Uh, I, don't, I never talk about that. Sometimes we say yes. Yeah, sometimes we say no. Uh, nothing. Sometimes when you say yes, they're like, oh, sorry, we found kinship or we found like a closer, better placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're always like interested on like when it's babies of, of how that there's no way to go into this without like making it bad. But like, yeah, like how old are they and when roughly were they conceived? You know, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of August and September birthdays, a lot of them. And then I and then I backtrack me and my for some reason, I backtrack me and my sisters and only one is like, even relatively close to saying anything significant. Uh, don't know why I did that to myself. That was a bad mistake. Uh, anyway, we've been <laughs> we've been going <laughs> let's on talk about far. the book. Let's let's get to this book. This has been death and sex with Chris and Sean. On this. <laughs> podcast where we talk about a cartoon that children are allowed to watch now a children's cartoon that's different uh chris let's yeah let's talk summary um again what we'll, there might be some content details but we promise we won't share anything too crazy we just wanted to give our 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 general encouraging or discouraging thoughts mm. against you reading or not reading the book you go ahead you go first oh me go first. No. oh i would love you to go, go first because i I think I think you already know maybe where I'm at, and I'm and I haven't even asked you where you're at cause purposely because I want to know I want to hear it first time on the podcast. So that's awesome. you go ahead and, and share your thoughts. Thank you, Chris. My high level thoughts are that this could be 
my second favorite book right behind the initial Kyoshi Ooh. novel. Could be my second. But okay. what keeps it from that is, and I didn't listen to our podcast before, but I know we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I don't like the writing style of where you deliberately withhold information, which essentially mm. the heist movie trope, right? The narrator mm. knows it. Mm-hmm. One of the main characters, if not multiple, know it. Um, and that is that is a, a recurring theme here is that there's just sort he of he did it like he did it like at least three times, three big times, yeah. And one time I don't even feel like it was necessary, and I won't go into details for yeah. this explanation. Yeah. But there was at least one of those times where I was like, that didn't even add any drama. You could have just I like it would have been better if you just did it in chronological order. I would have followed it. it but I don't know what we're talking. Which, but there was there was definitely a moment there. Where I was just like. I know we're this talking. Wasn't even. Uh, we're talking about the. This movie. wasn't even a twist. It wasn't. Just put it. Put it there. It. It was. The, I think we're both talking about the one before the game, before the game that they play with the with the Zongdu, and that's he had like three hours earlier, like it, like in a SpongeBob. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. This yes. is this is yeah. so frustrating. Yes, exactly. Uh, so the, <laughs> yes, I know. It it can be more or less forgivable. That one instance I said was unforgivable. The other two instances, if I'm going to cut it some slack, it is because a lot of this book is kind of told through Kavik's eyes. And and Kavik didn't really know about one of those circumstances, and he kind of sort of knew. Mm. But long story short, I loved the, the story that was told, and I thought it yep. was uh, very engaging front to back. I just, I take a lot of issue with that writing style, um, and there's Again, at least three big occurrences of it here that that sort of pissed me off. Um, so I'm going to say, roughly, probably better than first Yang Chen, probably worse than second Kyoshi. Just at a quick ballpark feeling. So my third favorite, I think. So, okay. I thought you just said a second ago that it was your second favorite. That could be my second favorite, but those things okay. made me so mad. Gotcha. Yeah, it's still good. It's no, it was it was good. And don't forget that we right. it's not our favorite, but we did like the previous Yang Chen book also. Like Yeah. Don't let us uh, give you the wrong impression. Chris, tell me how you feel. So I went into this book a little bit apprehensive because you know, and we share pretty close feelings, probably same feelings, on the Dawn of Yang Chen book. Like we liked it, but it just had a few like annoying things in it. Like it was it was it was too much about the Game of Thrones, the political movement, and not enough action. Side characters I didn't care as much about um, the uh, unanimity. What it was wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it would be. <laughs> Still like the book though. So I, this book made it feel bigger in a good way. I thought. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Like no, this you're book, right. it didn't you're feel big. Right. This big it did. Yeah, it did. I don't, and I'm I'm kind of puzzled here. I need to go back and read the, the first book. So I'm just like, what, what for me changed in between these books? I mean, like, certain aspects work better for me in this book than the last book, and I don't, I haven't pinned down why that is. Maybe in this conversation or in the spoiler view, I can pin down that. I think, um, but I I really enjoy this book. Long story short. I think really it had it. to do with uh, the sort of buildup of the origins and not to the, the last time it was like a, like a whodunit almost as you're building up to what the thing mm. was this time, the tension and the, and the drama came from the origins of unanimity and it made it, 
it just made it feel bigger in a in a right way in a suspenseful uh, kind of horrifying uh way and i think yeah, that's why it, yeah. for me hooked better this time than last time mm-hmm. last time we were waiting for a weapon let's be honest man we were waiting for some kind of mm. i don't know some kind of spirit is what i was waiting for in the last book i think we talked about that mm-hmm. to, to be unleashed but yeah i should my ranking i think would be my rating would be that I do love this book. Like I did love reading this book. I read it. I want to say in less than a week, uh, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, for us, sorry, not for, if you're like an avid reader and that yeah. sounds funny to you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would probably rank it similar to you, exactly as you. Because for me, it is first Kyoshi book, second Kyoshi book, this book, and then Dawn of Yangchen. You you enjoyed the order is still the same. I think you enjoyed the second Kyoshi book probably more than me. Like to me, that's it's pretty yeah. close with this one. I do feel like you enjoyed. Yeah. The second I Kyoshi enjoyed book. the second Kyoshi book way more than this one. Yeah. Okay, which is yeah, saying a lot. I love this book. Yeah, I got smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it is fair to call this book, and I still want you to read it. And that's my that's my end review here is that this is a good book for Avatar fans for Yang Chen fans. It is, it's very, and it's very, what's the word? It's very gratifying. Um, there's a lot of gratification. I don't want to say it's like a happy ending. A lot of t- like sad things happen, but it's a very gratifying book. Yeah. Um, so go read it. But I will say that it is a bit like, it feels like a heist novel, a heist story. And so if you laugh really hard at that episode of Rick and Morty where they wake, make fun of heists and you're like, ha, <laughs> stupid heists, yet this probably won't be your favorite. But I, I still think any, any Avatar fan who's read any of the books is still going to enjoy this one. So what are, uh, and I can go first, what are maybe your two or three favorite aspects of the book? Um, for me, yeah, give me just a minute. I would say, yeah, uh, for me, Yang Chen, it's even more, she's even more interesting in this book than the last one. Because like in the last one, she was like introduced Kind of to the ways, to the more financial, greedy ways of the world. And in this one, she is like integrated herself in it. I mean, she's not greedy and stuff, but she's like, all right, I gotta, in order to get this done, I gotta do this, and I gotta, I gotta placate this person. I gotta sue this person's ego. I gotta either threaten this person <laughs> this way and this way. Like she's a boss lady, Yang Chen. Like she is. Reading this book, I would. I am. Um, I was uh, inspired to to write or to make a short video on how Yang Chen is probably the worst air nomad there is. Like I in in my video ideas that we have, Sean, podcast ideas, episode ideas. Sure. I have one of those like, is Aang a bad air nomad? And like after reading this, I'm like, he is probably a great one Pales compared to yeah, compared to Yang Chen, he's a freaking uh angel of an air nomad um my my favorite moments that jumped out of me right away first i think that kavik is very well written as is as is yang chen but like kavik is in a delicate situation i think they pour his emotions onto the page uh, in a way that's very easy to read and very engaging um i like how yeah speaking of oh sorry go ahead uh just adding on to the Dang, my stupid headphones aren't working great. Um, to add on to the <laughs> add on to the Kavik stuff. 
I did not really care for Kavik in the first book. Like, he was there. And then I, I remember reading this book, and, you know, Kavik hasn't been in it for a while. And Yang Ching gets put into a certain situation where you're like, oh, I want to know what happened. And then, like, the next chapter is, like, in Kavik's point of view. I was like, I don't care about this person, Kavik. But then, understanding where his where he's at, his his dynamic with other characters in the book, including Yang Chen, makes him way more interesting. Like, he is the black sheep of the group. He he has no home, in a certain sense. Like, who who is he in, in allegiance with? Is it right. this group? Is it that group? Is it that group? Um, which made him... And also, he still kind of wants to redeem himself from, from the last book, because he betrayed Yang Chen. I like uh, that so that made him more interesting in this book. I like that he's not true gray area. You don't really guess. You don't have to guess who he's going to side with. Um, yeah. But you understand they write the turmoil that he's going through really well. And it's something, Chris, mm-hmm. you and I don't think about it so much, but uh, I think that it's important. Video games, movies, you you don't lock your audience out. It's got to be, if you're a sequel, you want people to be able to see the sequel and enjoy the sequel independently of the previous movie. Uh, you just, you can't, in video games, movies, you can't block those people out. Books don't give a shit. Like, if you haven't read the previous book, this book won't mean anything to you. Kavik won't mean anything to you. Uh, you know, these the story. Books don't care. Like, no, you go read the first one, and then you come to this book. Um, and that's, on one hand, like, we're saying all these things about the previous book. On the other hand, like, that book, in hindsight, well, it set up so many things nicely that now I care about in this book that, I'm yeah, not going to forgive yeah. it, but I'm going to remember that a series of books is more of a process than, you know, mm. a movie and a decent sequel or a video game yeah. and a decent sequel. Um, Chaisi is not the like the best villain of, of all time, but I like how she's written. She's kind of an interesting, different villain. Yeah. And, and there's a moment where you where they kind of place her origin, like a dramatic moment that that I really liked. Yes. Um, yeah. That happens uh, for me. That happened early in the book. Because because they start off with Chai C or Chai C. Uh, yeah. Um, I, honestly, I say Chai because of Chai T, and I was like, I think that's a. V- oh okay. I think that's well, might a be right story then. Or origin, but I. Somewhere around there. Oh. Or it might well Asian specifically. I think it might be, uh, like, uh, India. Okay, maybe so. And I just know that from the Spider-Man movie because Chai means tea. And then so like he was like it's stupid when people call it chai tea because chai just means tea so you calling it tea tea. But I hadn't thought about that line in a very long time. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, uh, Chasey. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spoiler alert: Chasey's the villain. I guess I'm pretty sure you already knew that. Yeah, yeah, but that was at the end of the book, pretty much. Yeah, um, they kind of but yeah, they introduce they introduce some of her origin, and like I immediately. After reading Origin, like, oh, I get, I understand this character way more. Like, I, I get her, I get her ambitions, I get why she's doing this. It was a cool intro. Um, it was a different than I expected yeah. intro. Um, those are the those are the two things that jumped out at me at first. The third thing, when I tried, uh, like when I sat and I dwelled and I thought a little harder, um, is that I thought that he we've talked about before he does a pretty good job of painting the action scenes and this book isn't full of them. Uh, probably not to the Kyoshi levels, but more than the last Yang Chin book. And he just does Definitely. a nice job of painting good pictures of action scenes. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That was probably one of the aspects that uh, one of the aspects that I found uh, to be best. Like there are, I don't even remember that. The only action scenes I remember from the Dawn of Chen is at the end there, where she's like fighting unanimity. Um, but here, there's a couple of different ones, and yeah, he makes them work uh, really, really well. Thought the action really picked up. Yeah, I think of two from the previous book. This one had a little more. And I do think he just does a, a great, a great job of spelling it out in a literal sense. So yeah, those are my three positive takeaways. Uh, only negative takeaways again that that writing style, and it's still it's mm. it's still a bit Game of Thronesy. Like, well, if I let this person do this, and then that person do that, like it's still got a bit of that that I don't. I'll say I just I don't mind it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I think it was done a lot better in this book. In the last book. There's just so much talk about trade and stuff. Like, you know, maybe it was harder because, like, I'm getting introduced to this world and their rules and, and what's the history behind it and stuff. Uh, while on this one, I can dive a little more deeper, dive a little easier into it. Um, and also, Yang Chen is more heavily involved in it. Like, she is the, she is responsible for, uh, the trades of like one city in the Earth Kingdom, which puts her right in line with, with everyone else, like right in the thick of it. Um, she's no longer like a, a spectator on the side. It, it's it's so weird that that dichotomy of Yang Chen. Like if if I wanted to have a meme that I keep thinking about of like Yang Chen in the animated series, just wholesome monk, like all ascended, like angelic almost. And the Yang Chen in this novel, just spending money, like having heaps of money around her stuff, or like an accountant stuff like that. Um, or yeah, it's a uh, it's a she's complete. The, she's difference. the Shang pimp. <laughs> yeah, um, who's like almost like she she is. There's a scene I love where she. Threatens in the nicest way possible to people, and so people on the outside, it looks like a really good gesture. But the people who know, who's like on the inside, thinks it's like she cornered us into doing this. Like I, <laughs> she, Yang Chen is such an interesting character. She is. I, as a character, I prefer Kiyoshi and and the, and sort of Kiyoshi's yeah. dilemmas and dramas. Uh, but I, Kiyoshi is like all drama and like. Kelshi's like it's big drama. Different to these two novels, like, it's not political it, yeah. drama. It's it's like violent and love <laughs> drama. It's yeah, it's so strong. Her her stories. It's like it's like I want to kill this person, and it's like I'm gonna love this person. Like it's Kelshi's emotions are so strong. While Yang Chen's aren't that way. Yang Chen is so so subdued. Things just stay inside. Like she, she's pissed on the inside a lot of times, especially in this book. You notice, like something will happen to someone, and she won't. Re- no one will see her react to it in a way. But on the inside, like through someone's perspective, thinking about her or through her own perspective, um, you can tell, like she is just boiling over and furious. Um, granted, there's yeah, and the that makes her. So interesting of a character, and I've I've been thinking so much about the difference in these avatars. And one of our videos that 
I want to do coming up is just like what avatars would hate each other depending on their uh, their their character or their uh, the way that they went about their job of being the avatar because some of them would flat out disagree and I think hate other avatars <laughs> like Zeto would probably love Yang Chen. But Yang yeah. Chen might not love Zeto because she'd be like, ah, oh, you created like this this system of like duty for the Avatar to respond to be like physically also, responsible for the four nations. Would Zeto have been like, No, you're doing it wrong. Um it's, oh. We don't we don't we don't have a lot on, on Zeto's like traits to judge on, but I Yeah. I, I see the flip side there or like uh I want them to know everything. I want them to know the whole story. Like I want Yang Chen and Kurok in a in a room, but Yang Chen knows the whole Kurok story, not just the not just the parts yeah, that people yeah. don't like, right? And then I want to see like, oh, I think those two would actually have a lot of mutual respect for their weird battles that they independently had to overcome. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be real uh, an uh, episode we do in the future because I, I mean, lately one of my thoughts processes at night thought experiments at night to go to better go to sleep is just <clears throat> go through each avatar and what they think about the other avatars so i'll start with Wan, and then go to zeto then go to yang chen then quirk then kyoshi like who does he like and stuff and then i'll go and then by the time i get to like zeto halfway through zeto waiting by the avatars i'm asleep by then as soon as you get to the finance guy yeah he's freaking boring he would, I say, he would love Yang Chen. He would hate Kyoshi. He would, he would at least respect. I hope Yang Chen's uh, efforts, uh, her ambitions. Yeah. But I hope we. I don't think we need a Zeto book. I don't. I don't want a Zeto book. I think that book. I don't. Be need... a, that book would be a ledger. But I'm. <laughs> what if Zeto's really cool? What if Zeto didn't want to be a finance guy? And he's got all these hidden talents. Nobody knows about yeah. it that he can't use because they're just like sit down and figure this out. And he's like, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is that it's uh... Zeto be like the first blue spirit, Chris, or something like. He's got an image to keep up on public face. Oh, you think he has a secret identity? But that then, would be cool. Yeah, then he's got like a separate crime fighting identity. But where he that would be. Dang it, Sean, you're making me excited for a Zeto book. That that's never. But okay, but here's the thing: is he a I'm trying to figure out how to make so that he could use his bending in various places, but without people being like, "Well, he's got three different kinds or four different kinds of bending." He's having no. He puts on a he puts on a different mask for different wounds. I'm wondering what if he almost doesn't bend, or he like bends discreetly, like we see in this book, like bends in ways that you don't really notice. Like a firebender wouldn't notice him doing this little air bending thing to propel himself to leap farther. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind yeah. of crafty. So it's it doesn't like he's a bender at all. And then he turns out Zeto to be an was, awesome crime fighter. Zeto was secretly... He's kind of Batman. Hero? If Zeto was secretly Batman? You know how much I would love Zeto then? Chris, we just invented the best Avatar. The 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 political yeah. face, right? And then the... Uh, we I, need to write this book. No, Chris, I really... I really like this idea of, like I said, he's using bending yeah. that, like, whatever environment he's in... Like, he's going to subtly use bending to do things that they won't pick up on because they're not benders. And so it just looks like he's a normal guy. Nobody would accuse him of being an avatar because he's not bending at all that they can see. Yeah, and he would 
he would probably have to resort to this because his public face is like so fire nation. He doesn't want to bring shame on anybody for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is so. Cool. In fact, he probably has to. He probably has to take out corrupt high, higher officials in the Fire Nation, Guys, he but he can't do it as Ditto. That's how he yeah. finds the corruption. Oh my god! He runs the books. He sees the corruption. Yeah. And he goes to other nations to help them out with their stuff, and then he's got to make it look like he leaves. Right? He left like yesterday. Okay. Well, today, yeah. high end official gets assassinated in the Earth Kingdom. Even though he's gone, he can't be accused, and somehow he gets back. We'll figure it out. Chris, that's a great book. We gotta write yeah. FC right now and tell him to ditch this heist garbage and get on the comic train. Speaking of FC, uh, I'm not sure that he will. He's gonna write another book, like in the in the forward or backward, whatever you call it. In the backward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says. Uh, Oh, it just seemed his oh acknowledgments. That's what they call it. Uh, I mean, just the way he talks. He says like he says, as of writing these acknowledgments, it'll be five years that I've spent writing roles in the Avatar universe. That's an eighth of my life currently. More years that I spent in college. I worked on these books longer than I've stayed at any single company in my in my day job. At the time, my partner has known me. I've been writing for this franchise. It's given me career highs, mental ups and downs, and perspectives on being an author that I never would have gained elsewhere. And he goes on to say, uh, My five years might seem like a long time to me in retrospect, but it's only a brief slice of the universe's long life, a life kept vibrant by the love of so many viewers, readers, and creatives. By the cycle of the seasons, new stories will continue to grow forth and inspire us all. I'll be watching and reading. Grateful for the time I shared with Avatar. So that sounded pretty final. Um, a hint of finality to it. And Chris, I think that's a nice-ish, uh, a nice-ish segue here to uh, maybe final thoughts and then one one more tidbit that you had to offer. Uh, final thoughts. I, I really love reading this book, getting to know more of of, of Yang Chen and even Kavik. Um. Yeah, some of the time, timey wimey stuff. It it worked for me two or three times, and like like you said, that one time just felt so unnecessary. Um, one time I thought it was very very necessary. Another time I thought, okay, it was like, oh, okay, I didn't I know, mind. We're in the um, exact same ones too. I know exactly which one you felt that way. And again, the only reason <laughs> I'm forgiving it for the one that like unnecessary is because I put myself in Kavik's eyes more often mm. than this book. That made it okay. Yeah. Um, but I am, in general, I am really surprised how much I love this book coming off the last one. Because I just liked the last one. I liked it in the sense of, oh, I learned more about the Avatar universe. Because anytime I can learn more lore about the Avatar universe, I freaking love it. Um, but this one, this time, I'm like, all right, I in so many of, sure. uh, of, of these characters and what's going on. I'm mainly invested in... Uh, Chasey, Yang Chen, Kavik, and uh, and um, forgot his dang it. Uh, I, I can never say his Jujin. name right. Jujinta. Oh yeah, he was good too. Yeah, he. Oh, was, I'm Kalyan. glad. I'm Sorry. yeah. Kalyan. Yes, Kal Kalyan. Kalyan. Yeah. Yeah. 
a Junji being back, that was good. That was cool, yeah. Yeah. I will say, if you you really can't read this and appreciate it without the first, you just yeah, it's not going to have the same impact. So if you read the first and you're if you're anything above dislike on the first one, read this one and you will like it more. Almost yeah. certainly. Uh, Chris, you had one more tidbit you wanted to offer before we shut it down this evening. Oh yeah, uh, we forgot to bring up the last couple weeks, maybe the last month or so. There's a new Iro book coming out. Um, I forget what's called. I think it's called the Dragon and the Bounty Hunter. I think that's Probably. what it's called. Uh, so it's about FC. It is not. It's one of those kind of short comic books, which I think people are spending too much from these. Like people are like, new Iro series. You know how people like companies, public whatever websites like to be. We're going through it right now uh, with like conference realignment in in college yeah. sports. Man, people are like people take the smallest thing. I've yeah, seen, yeah. Like the the headline says like a new Iro series is coming out from Avatar Studios, and like one thing when people read it, they think it's a an animated series, and also. It would be hard to call this a, an Iro series because it's just one book. A series, you gotta be more than more than one. This you is mean one a book. Series is three. Yeah, at least. Uh, you... <laughs> it's a really short book. Like I don't, I don't expect much from the Azula book coming out because um, it's a very short book. I'm not expecting much from this book. This book has to do with Iro in June, Bounty Hunter. So we'll see if uh, if he makes up from you know some of his stuff we brought up in the character assassination. I doubt it, but... Or it comes being a perv. They'll probably play into that more, if anything. Uh, Hey, thanks for watching Avatar The Last Podcasters. If you have read the book or you're never going to read the book, either of those two, come back next week. Otherwise, you know, if you're on the fence or you're not sure yet, next week and possibly the week after are just going to be literal all spoilers. uh, Lots of details, extensive talk, just us getting to explore our feelings on a bullet-by-bullet basis so not that we we'll, don't want you to listen we'll recap it uh we might be able to recap in a way that will be in order so like if maybe if you're like not all the way done we won't like nice. we'll go in order yeah right. that would be nice uh follow up to a certain point and we'll try to dictate uh to some degree what what point of the book we are so you can stop and start yeah uh anyway i'm sean that's chris board aka the objective geek of youtube and twitter Thanks for watching. I'll put the details down in the description like always, and we'll see you next time. In my head, Bat That Thing Us is going with Arthur still. Like, like we're like playing out to that song. I think we should. I think hey, we should play out to the Arthur song. Kind of bringing me some childhood nostalgia. Feels good. You gotta 